Hello and good morning, Scullies. My name is Savon Pearson, and welcome back to another episode of The Emancipation of Savon, where today we will be emancipating ourselves from stud appropriation. Ew. real good mood today I'm in a really good mood today even though the circumstances that I have going on in my life should not have me in a good mood I'm just trying to stay positive so on that vein what we do at the beginning of every episode is I will be reading my favorite emancipation from last week so I ask you guys every week what are you emancipating yourself from this week and so my favorite comment today is from Sienna and she says I really enjoyed the first episode (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Oh my goodness. I'm emancipating myself from my hermit energy and elevating my confidence and expanding it to create. I am an artist. Ooh, hi fellow artists. And find space where my voice can be heard. Looking forward to it. Finding space for your voice to be heard. Girl, I feel you. Everything that you said, I'm also emancipating myself from. So let me go back. Let me go back. So you said hermit energy. My God, I did not leave the house for the most part in 2023. Like I probably went outside. I could probably count on my hands how many times I like actually genuinely went outside when it wasn't for just like food or a quick travel. And then elevating your confidence. Girl, you got this. You got this. Confidence is something I literally just discovered this year. And when I say this year, I mean genuinely this year or maybe December 2023. But like I feel like that kind of counts as this year because it wasn't that long ago. One thing I learned is you're not ugly. You just need confidence and you're not untalented. You just need confidence. So like basically everything, if you get what I'm saying, everything requires confidence. If you say things with confidence, people will believe you. And then you said you want to find space where your voice can be heard that's where I'm at too like I'm struggling with TikTok TikTok is annoying me because I can't post any of my clips on my new Emancipation of Savant account so please go follow our TikTok Emancipation of Savant and Instagram it's not like I'm posting the clips but it's not going through to the for you page because it's saying it thinks I'm a bot or something I'm not sure I've tried so many times I might give up on TikTok this year but I'm giving them three to six months to figure it out or I'm out It's just going to be YouTube, YouTube shorts and Instagram, Instagram reels. But either way, hi, fellow artists. You got this girl, Sienna. You're going to do this and I'm going to hold you accountable. I expect an Instagram link, a video link, a YouTube link, a something link or a picture or whatever you're doing. I want to see because like, girl, share your art. It's time. It's 2024, the time of abundance. Now, what I'm emancipating myself from this week is corporate bullshit like I'm over it you know what I mean I just lost my job um literally (laughs) and I said it with such confidence too see see did you believe me well you should because it actually did happen so the last podcast episode the very first one I filmed it at 2 a.m and then I was editing from 2 a.m to like 7 a.m and then trying to export out and then when I finally like got done with the editing process, it was around 8 a.m. And that's when I had a meeting with my boss. Why get in that meeting? And there were two people there and one was HR. Yeah, Mm. I knew. I knew what was happening. And it's crazy because it happened the same day I dropped the first episode. So I'm just sitting here thinking, I don't know if this is the Lord Jesus or whoever, whoever, my ancestors, the angels. I don't know what I believe in, to be honest. I do believe in ancestors and angels. I don't know about God yet, but that's a whole other thing. 
I, whoever it is, is I feel like they're trying to let me know that this is divine timing, um, that this, it's just, they're, they're closing a door to open another one. And that's what I'm going with. So that's what I'm emancipating myself from corporate bullshit. I'm over the, the code switching. I'm over the false talk, talking about your dog, talking about what you did over the weekend. I'm over circling back, even though I love a good corporate email. And I say all this right now, but just don't hold me to it because you'll probably see me at another corporate job but but not if this podcast takes off hello hello so anyways that's what i'm emancipating myself from and sienna girl you got this please leave your comments down below and let me know what you're emancipating yourself from in 2024 this week this week in 2024 i keep saying it's 2024 but you know what i mean what are you emancipating yourself from this week for a chance to be featured in the beginning of our podcast episode so Let's get straight into it. I know you're thinking you're not a stud. So why are you talking about this? I don't give a fuck. I don't have to be a stud. I don't have to be a stud because I'm over it. I'm over what we're about to talk about today. But last thing, last thing before we get into it, I have two buttons here that we'll be utilizing throughout the podcast. So I started a series on my YouTube channel called Toxic Mental Tuesday, where we talk about anything having to do with toxicity and or mental health. Now, this isn't Tuesday, but the podcast will usually drop on Tuesdays. I'm just kind of getting in the swing of things, so I'm dropping when I feel like it. But you should expect an episode every Tuesday at least, and then sometimes you'll have some extra ones like this. But I have two buttons here. One is yellow, and the yellow means toxic. And then the other one is blue, and the blue means mental. And so I had, see, I had to put it up, up there, you know, real close because my best friend watched the podcast or listened to the podcast and she was like, girl, I can hear that. So I don't know if you can't, if you can't hear it, I'll just add it in post. But either way, anytime something toxic happens, toxic button, anytime something that has to do with mental health happens, mental button. So you get it? Got it? Good. Let's get straight into the episode. Now, today's topic was not supposed to be what today's topic is, but as I was getting ready to sit and record my original idea, I was talking with my best friend and her sister who happened to be in the car at the time. And we were talking about the whole discourse between a stud and a butch. Basically, I had said that stud is only reserved for black lesbians. And my my best friend's sister, who was like, was confused. She's like, what do you mean? She's also a straight woman. So like, take it with a grain of salt love you girl but take it with a grain of salt you know what I mean but she was like what do you mean I don't understand I thought all masculine lesbians were studs and I was like no stud is just for black people and she's like huh no I I, I thought that was everybody no girl and she was shocked and so I started researching a bit and I just wanted to see if that was normal like is that what people genuinely think that like white lesbians can be studs as well and I went on TikTok and I remember back in the day like back in 2020 when TikTok first came out I wasn't on it but I saw things on other social media platforms with people talking about it this one person was I don't know I think this one person it was she was white of course and she was a butch lesbian and she started using the word stud just for, like for clicks and grabs and such I remember everyone was stitching like you can't be uh, a stud you're a butch you can't be a stud you're white oh you're this and you're that but like yeah that is genuinely what I was seeing and I was just like wow you know she just kept going and doing it for clicks. Um, I can be a stud. I'm a stud too. Don't care what people think. And there were some people who were stitching her saying like, oh yeah, um, we are all studs. Like, fuck you guys for that. Fuck you guys for saying that we can't be studs. We can be what we want to be, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you know how that discourse goes. And so I was refreshing my memory on that. And I was thinking, okay, this seems like something that 
isn't common knowledge outside of the folks that are actually black lesbians. You know what I'm saying? So I thought, what if we like discuss the history behind stud and just talked about everything having to do with where stud came from so that you guys can fully understand that it genuinely is a term for black lesbians. But by the end of this video, by the end of this podcast episode, you might not want to use the term anymore. Just, just saying, just saying, just saying. So when I was doing my research, just to make sure that stud was just reserved for black lesbians, everywhere I looked, it said black lesbians. So it, it definitely is an easily Googleable thing. And I'm, I'm just confused as to why people were confused. And I also genuinely saw in the comments that people were not privy to this. And when I say people, I mean white people, like they were not privy to it. They were using the word stud because other people were using it or they never even heard of the word stud before outside of describing a handsome man. <laughs> so every source that I saw said that studs are black lesbians, even fucking Urban Dictionary, bro. Look, let me read you the Urban Dictionary definition. It is a dominant lesbian who is usually in control of the relationship. Mm. They fuck girls with straps and a stud will always have a femme girlfriend. I mean, they're, they're like, they're giving... <sighs> I don't even know what to say to that. It's it's giving stereotype. It's giving hella stereotype, but it's Urban Dictionary. You know what I'm saying? Everything on Urban Dictionary is a stereotype. But what I'm saying with that is even down to Urban Dictionary, you know, the, the, the dumbest dictionary you could ever find, which also is the best dictionary you could ever find. But, you know, down to Urban Dictionary, ev like everyone is saying, a stud is a black lesbian. Yet all these white lesbians are still calling themselves studs. And I see this and I see it's coming back now, even on TikTok, where people are like, mm -mm, mm -mm, can't do that. Don't say that. Don't do that. And I feel like this comes back around every year where it's like people are like, no, you can't you can't call yourself a stud. And I'm not going to comment that, bro. Like, I'm not one to comment on stuff and be like, you should stop doing what you're doing. I don't do hate comments. So I just sit there and watch and I hit that not interested button, but we're just gonna solve this. So let's get into the history of the word stud, where it came from and why we use it today and why it's only reserved for black lesbians. So where did the word stud originate from? Let's get into it. <clears throat> so sit down for this one because it's not what you think. It's not, it's not what you think, okay? It's worse. <laughs> stud originated back in the slavery days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why that already should tell you that already should tell you that white folks should not be using the word. If anything originates back in slavery days, you should know that mm -mm, don't touch it. Don't touch it. I saw a comment where somebody said somebody said if it's if you got to ask if it's racist or not, don't just don't even touch it. That that's such a great rule of thumb. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So anyways, back in slavery days, stud was a term used to describe really strong and tall black males. And the women were referred to, black women were referred to as stallions. Now that makes me look at Megan the stallion a little bit different, but it's not about her. Also, shout out to Meg. Cobra was everything. Anyways, so studs were big, manly, tall black men and stallions were the women. So then, okay, so that was stud in slavery days. Fast forward to the 1940s, women weren't allowed to work, correct? So we have black women, look, where black men, we already know, they be disappearing. So if a woman can't work and she has kids, what is she supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? 
Well, what they did was they dressed up in men's clothing and disguised themselves as men and then went on the workforce. And of course, you know, the black men noticed, like they would see and be like, oh, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely not a man. You know, they would see that, but they wouldn't snitch because we ain't snitches. They wouldn't snitch, but they would refer to them as studs. Those were the studs, the working class black women, studs, just like the working class, which it wasn't class at that point, just working slavery um, men. So now they were used to describe masculine women or women who were dressing masculine. So then in the 1950s, when the first lesbian revolution happened, that's when we started using labels to describe all different types of lesbians. The first labels were butch and femme. And those labels were used to describe butch was obviously a masculine woman and femme was a feminine woman. And we all live in harmony, blah, blah, blah. No. Not at all. Actually, the white lesbians, especially described by Audre Lorde, she discussed the fact that white lesbians were not very welcoming when it came to black lesbians and they were not privy or happy about black lesbians using the words butch and femme. So black lesbians opted to reclaim the word stud and use the word fish for femme. Fish, I don't know where that came from. Stud also... I forgot to mention, cause you know, they love to compare black people to animals. A stud and a stallion obviously is a horse. So we were stud is a horse. Is it, an, I think it's an intact horse, something like that. And then a stallion is uh, another type of horse. I I don't, I'm not, don't, I don't know anything about horses. I don't, but I'm just guessing right now that's what that means. And so all these words and labels, like anything you think of, it probably has a bad history and we should probably just scrap all of the terms used to describe people and just make new ones. Like let's just do something new or maybe we just get rid of labels altogether. I'm fucking over it. Anyways, the white lesbians, they're like, nah, mm -mm, we're using butch and femme. You can't use that. And so the black lesbians are like, okay, fine, then I'm a stud. Mm. And the femmes were like, well, we're fish then. Okay, so then we got the studs and the fish. And how we know this for sure is in 1965, Ethel Sawyer conducted a study of a public lesbian community in St. Louis, Missouri. And this was the earliest known sociological study on black lesbians ever in the United States. So, you know, on the field, when she was scoping out, you know, what these black lesbians got going on, she discovered that in the Midwest, black lesbians referred to themselves as studs. Shout out to the Midwest, that's where I'm from. Black women describe, or black lesbians describe themselves as studs. And that was the first ever known recorded study that showed that that was a thing. And so we have stud, fish, femme, butch, why not add to the mix? So, you know, as time went on, we started to make our little subcategories. And so then that's where chapstick lesbian came from, lipstick lesbian came from, all these different types of terminologies that really only originated in white culture. And that's what's interesting because B. Cole writes, unlike white female masculinity, female masculinity for women of color is based on sites of power and systemic oppression. Mm. Let's think about where the word stud comes from, literal oppression. And we reclaim that word. Where did Butch, I don't know where Butch came from. I don't know the history behind that, but I'm sure it didn't root in slavery. <laughs> Actually, I'm fucking positive it didn't root in slavery. Anyways, through masculinities of color, the assumption is that they can be resignified with equal subversive and revolutionary actions against white 
manhood is false. The ability to access masculinity pivots upon the ways in which gender intersects with race. And these gaps have been filled with new ways of naming ourselves. So the new ways that we have are different than the new ways that white lesbians have. Because white lesbians were like most white folks at the time in 1965. Nah, you can't use our stuff. This is, mm-mm, mm-mm. This is not for colored. Mm -mm. Fast forward to now, according to Dr. Bianca D.M. Wilson, who is a scholar who primarily focuses on lesbian issues, she describes the word stud as a racially specific word. She had wrote that in 2009. So we have seen from the 1800s to the 1940s, to the 50s, to 65, to 2009 that stud has consistently been the word used for black folks and then for black women. And then we opted to use the word butch, but white women kicked us out. And so we use that word stud. So somewhere, somehow in that timeline in 2024, we now have white women saying, hey, we wanna use that word. <laughs> we want that word stud. It has a nice ring to it. I kinda want it too. <laughs> And no, we can use it, it's not racist. Why would it be racist? It's not slavery times anymore. It's 2024, get over it. Ciao. <laughs> so I've scoured the internet on more information on this topic and I didn't find much outside of the articles I already mentioned. And so I was like, all right, where in the internet do you go if you wanna know some more information? Reddit. So I went on Reddit and I found some pretty interesting comments in post because a lot of people posting like, hey, can I, cause people will watch the TikToks and then they'll go on Reddit and be like, can I actually not say this word or I don't care, I'm gonna say this word. And so I found some interesting comments I'm going to read. Um, but before that, I did find an article that I thought was pretty funny. Um, I'll link it down below, but it's a stud. And I remember she said that she was in high school in 2003 and she calls this the Chris definition, which I think is hilarious. I think her name is Chris. So the Chris definition, which I really like, by the way, is a stud is a black masculine identifying lesbian. Not all black masculine identifying lesbians consider themselves studs, but all studs are most certainly black, period. Period. Stud is racially specific because it was created by black lesbians to differentiate their experiences from their white counterparts and express gender roles developed within the black community, which gender roles in the black community. I don't even want to get into it. You know, that's a whole other topic. And let me know if you guys want me to discuss more about compulsory heterosexuality and what that looks like in the black community specifically. I think that's actually a good topic. I'm actually going to jot that down. That's a great, great topic. But anyways, Chris also had this section in her article where she said how to spot a stud lesbian. And let me remind you, she was in high school in 2003. So her definition might be a little different, but that's why I think it's funny. So it used to be pretty rigid on who could consider themselves a stud. So I made a video a very long time ago, probably it was in 2020 when I first made my channel, I made two different videos. One is the four rules to being a black lesbian. And in that I watched a film basically that was following studs and they were basically just like telling us like, oh, studs can't do this, studs can't be stud for studs, studs can't do that. So we wrote down those rules and me and my friend Kylo, we sat down and who was a stud, we sat down and discussed all of them. And in another video, I found an article by this lady, Laura Lane, I think Laura Lane Steele, if I'm saying her name wrong, 
wrong. So sorry. But basically she went into a black lesbian community in the South and she studied them. She wrote a whole study about it and she was studying hypermasculinity in black studs. She didn't call them studs. She only said that they referred to themselves as studs. And I think that's a very respectful way of doing it. So shout out to Laura. But I have a whole video on that on my channel. I believe it is called Studs and Toxic Masculinity. So if you want me to bring that back, I can discuss more about it. If you want me to interview someone about it, I will. But anyways, <clears throat> this is how to spot a stud lesbian. The latest and flyest streetwear period. That's very true. Um, Jordans or foams? What are foams? I don't know. Is my age showing? I don't know what foams are, but I'm going to guess they're slides. So I'm going to say Jordans are slides. Okay. Sharp church suits and button ups. They don't do that no more, honey. <laughs> they do not do that anymore. Mm -mm -mm. But I can imagine that that's what they would wear back in the day because that's what was available to men and that's what was in style. So this is so funny from the early 2000s. A brush cut slash the waviest wave slash fade slash locks. Now I think the thing now is locks for sure. Snapbacks and do-rags. I don't think we call them snapbacks anymore. I think they just wear hats. They'll wear beanies and shit. But do-rags for sure. And many other looks that were popular for the time. Yeah, basically, like a, a stud looks, I mean, a stud is a black masculine, I don't know how to just, I don't know how to describe a stud because studs are also different now. I feel like back in the day, studs were very, um, what's cookie cutter? Like you knew a stud was a stud, you know, they were the aggressive, um, very dre dressing, very masculine, um, in a way that they'd be covering up and such. Um, where, whereas now I feel like studs are a little bit more flexible. They're, I guess, sassy. I feel like it's so stupid to say because we're women. So like, I mean, women are sassy, I guess, but I feel like that sassy man, like complex that they're, they're trying to like bring that into the lesbian community and say sassy stud. But I feel like that's stupid because sassy came from being a woman and studs are still women. But either way, I feel like studs are a little bit different now than when they were. There's the, the rules are looser. And I love that because I love me a nice, soft, feminine stud. Like I cannot, and I'm over, and I said this in my last episode, but I'm kind of over the words, you know, the stud, mass, femme, all this bullshit. And that's what I'm trying to say with this podcast episode is like, you see where these words come from? Like, I don't know why we as people think we need to reclaim these horrible, horrible, horrible words that have horrible, horrible, horrible meanings. Now look, I'm gonna say nigga and I say nigga all the time and I'm a part of it. I don't know why we do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know why we do it, but I think we need to come to a consensus as, as society and figure out what, what the fuck else is out there. Like, let's come up with some new shit. That sounds fun. That sounds fun as hell. But anyways, Let's get into some Reddit comments and I got my toxic button ready because I already know how this is about to go. <clears throat> so this person says white people using the word stud. Okay, so I'm a gay white trans mask MB. I also use the word butch to describe myself. I've been seeing a lot of other mask slash butch people calling themselves studs on the internet, especially TikTok. It's always TikTok. It was my understanding that the word stud originated with people of color and was used to describe butch mass people of color. Is the use of this word by white people appropriation or has it expanded to be used to describe butches who put a lot of effort into their appearance? <laughs> she just says studs are stylish, period. Would be great if any person of color could weigh in on this. Does it frustrate you when white butches use the word stud? 
So most of the people in the comments were fairly nice and they were educating them about the fact that, yeah, no, you can't use the word stud as a butch white lesbian. Some people though, this person specifically, I'm just gonna go ahead and toxic. get ready. Okay, so I'm gonna share my opinion and I only speak for me and my experiences. Toxic. That being said, I think it's pretty dumb to gatekeep language. Toxic. Especially language that was never problematic. Toxic. Like it's not reclaiming a slur, it's just a word we made so I don't tend to care if white people use it. Toxic. Maybe my opinion is wrong, maybe I'll change it down the line, but for right now that's my belief. And I'm just gonna guess that this person is definitely, definitely one of those black people that says that they're not like the other black people, but... I'm just keep going. And I'm going to ask a question because this is what I learned, but I don't know if it's true. I learned that queer white woman had the terms butch and femme and that queer black woman had the terms stud and fish. And I know fish kind of originates in misogyny and drag ball stuff. See, and that's another thing. Toxic. All of these words. So maybe we used a completely different term that I don't know. And if that's the case, y'all can keep having this conversation. But like, if that's the actual term that we made for femmes, I'll make a proposition. White queer woman can use stud. In, <laughs> white queer woman can use stud in exchange for us black queer women using femme. Because if y'all can call my ass a fish, I'ma leave y'all sleeping with them. Period. <laughs> See, I came for them in the beginning of the comment. And then at the end, I'm like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm gonna with you. She's just one of those people that don't give a fuck. Like, she just doesn't give a fuck about anything. Um, but she gave a fuck enough to leave a two-paragraph comment on it. But okay. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but wasn't it used for men at first? I still don't use it because I know it's become a thing that only black women who love women use it. But am I wrong? Was it not used for only men at first? And then women who love women of all races co-opted it from them. Or am I totally wrong? You're totally wrong. So stud definitely was a term used, is, is definitely still a term used to describe men that are attractive. But then again, it still originated with calling tall, I guess, tall, dark, and handsome black men were studs. And now tall, dark, and handsome white men are studs in a positive way. So, you know, they always take the word and make it cute for them, horrible for us. Mm. And another thing is they said, I thought that all women who love women of all races co-opted it from men to use to describe their masculine people. No, 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 no. And then someone responded and said, technically, yes, but originally and still it was used to describe animals for breeding, mostly in horses. Oh, finally. I don't know anything about horses, but I'm ready to learn. Usually stud was used to describe the uh, more intact males and the female studs were specifically used to breed more studs. It later became used for sexually active men in 1895 and is still used today for that manner. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I had no clue that stud was used to describe someone that was sexually active. So that's like the hoe, like a stud is a hoe. And for <laughs> a stud is a hoe, a, a stud is a hoe. But <laughs> let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. Honestly, when I first heard the term stud used for lesbians, I just thought it meant masculine presenting women who were good at picking women up like Shane from the L word type. I still never seen the L word, never. I tried to watch it and they didn't have enough sex scenes for me when I was younger. So when I was curious, turn that shit off. I've since learned from that, but I can understand where the confusion comes from. And that's another thing I wanted to say, like I don't wanna make this video to sound like an asshole. Like I genuinely do understand that people don't 
like it comes from a place of like curiosity like oh i didn't i genuinely didn't know that some people people that i'm reading right now are assholes you know not the the most recent comment but the one up top <laughs> started off as an asshole but then she was she kind of redeemed herself she was like a sour patch kid but then sweet so yeah i'm not saying like white people are so horrible and they're using the word to be so mean to us black people and blah 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 victim 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 no i'm saying this because i think genuinely people are confused and they don't know these things and so that's why i want to sit down and talk about it i'm not trying to like you know reprimand anybody um besides that one lesbian that white lesbian from tiktok in 2020 who really wanted to antagonize people oh baby we got you back they got you back they ran that girl off tiktok she had to change her whole username Mm, I know the new username though. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. She looks like she's in a nice, happy relationship. But regardless, you know, no one's trying to reprimand anyone. We're just trying to educate here. Um, I just thought this would be a, a cool, funny way to educate by talking about these little Reddit comments. So next one, I've never seen this used as a term for people of color. In fact, the person in the media who I've heard most often called a stud is Ellen. And my understanding is a soft mask way of presenting soft mask oh i guess stud soft no i i tried <laughs> i tried mostly in dress jackets and masculine dress clothes whereas butch is a strongly masculine way of dressing but usually more casual and less stylish that's my understanding of the word and if it did start as a person of color word it has certainly at this time evolved into a term for lesbian dress and style most specifically apologies if i'm wrong but this is my understanding of the word and that's the thing like most people really most that's the thing i'm seeing like a lot of people genuinely don't know that this is a term used to describe masculine black lesbians ellen a stud oh my god ellen you got to be kidding me. That is gross. Can you imagine somebody saying like, hey, I got a cute stud coming tonight. Can't wait for you to meet her. And Ellen shows up, bro. <laughs> I would be so mad. And that's the thing. Think about it like that. If somebody said, hey, if someone's describing someone, hey, I got this cute stud who's coming to be there. The stud has this, the stud has that, blah, blah, blah. You're going to expect a black lesbian. So if anybody else shows up, we're gonna be shocked like who is that that's not the stud you were talking about before if you go are you picking up what i'm putting down so someone responded to that comment and said ellen being a stud capital lol white women <laughs> white women cannot be studs what is it called when people take from a subculture or culture and reinvent it for themselves nothing evolved the conversation has simply been taken from the table it specifically began as a subculture for lesbians who were minority mostly black lesbians this subculture came about because of it being excluded from the general white lesbian culture as an in-group term some people know it is not for soft butch and dress jackets and dressy clothes jesus it actually came from black and other minority lesbians emulating the masculine way of dressing found in hip-hop aka black culture ellen I had to I had to give you what they were giving because I couldn't read that any other way. But yeah, they're they're absolutely correct. Like I feel like it's things that black folks know. And even me, like I just found out when I was doing research for this where the word stud came from. I didn't know specifically that it came from slavery. I just knew that it was like an older term and white lesbians were excluding us from using the word butch. So we use stud. But I didn't know all the rest of the facets that I discussed and described. I keep seeing people use people of color and black interchangeably. Black people are people of color, but not all people of color are black. And a stud is a black 
mask lesbian. And then they said, this was interesting. And what about Hispanic slash Latina lesbians? Well, Afro-Latinas exist. Hello, right here. It's a black term. Historically, it's for black mask lesbians. And that's interesting because I did see one of the definitions say, and it was from a primarily like white written site, but it did say a term used to describe black and Latina um, masculine women. And that's actually not the case. Um, but it is the case because Afro-Latinas exist. And so I don't think people who aren't Afro-Latina is going to be a, like, can be classified as a stud, but I do think that Afro-Latinas do count as studs because they are still black. And then this comment is just all around. Man, I'm down for preservation of culture, but are we really going to pretend like stud is just a queer person thing? This word has been used by men, LGBT in general, and every drunk person hyped up on their way home (laughs) for literal decades. I think it's a little silly to take the word that exists in many forms across all of the culture and say only this race can say it. It's not like the N-word where it's inevitable and literally tied to racism in black culture. It's a word that exists separate from race. As another poster pointed out, it didn't originate with people of color either. It's just one of that. It's just one of the many cultural ideas that we have shared between each other, which is good. That's what diversity does. Yay. Black lesbians were forced to use the word stud because white women didn't want them to use the word butch. Diversity. this is where you're wrong. It genuinely is tied to racism because it was used to describe black men who were hunky and ready for work, genuinely for slave work. So it definitely is a term that's derived from racism. And that is, that is what is having me rethink using the term in general. And I've already been feeling like I don't, again, like I said earlier, like I've already been feeling like I don't like the word stud anymore, stud, all that bullshit. I just want to like, refer to women as women like I'm over it but also at the same time someone did comment on one of my videos where I was discussing that and said you know that's how people like to identify themselves so that you know when you think of a woman you know you don't think of what a stud looks like and so that's how they're able to differentiate what what type of woman that they are so I understand that and I'm not a stud so I can't take that from people but I am over all of like the stereotypes and I'm over all of the like toxic masculinity that comes with the word stud and being in studs in general. But I do agree with them when they say it's not like the N-word. It's not the N-word, but it's the N-word is an extreme case. Obviously, you can't use that, but it's it's definitely still one of those words where if someone if a group of people was telling you like, hey, this isn't a word that you can use. What in your right mind do you think? Why? Why can't I? I'm going to I'm going to anyways, instead of listening to them and figuring out the reasoning. I don't get it. And then this last one was pretty interesting because I never even thought about this. But they said, can a white woman identify as a STEM? And I was thinking, what do you mean? Like white white women identify STEMs all the time. I never saw that as an issue. But then I literally heard the word STEM again. And then it clicked for me. A STEM is a stud and a femme. STEM. <laughs> it's like someone who does both, right? And so we always knew that there was someone that does both, but I never thought about it as being a stud. Um, and a femme. And so someone answered the question and said, STEM is a promatu of the word stud and femme. A stud is a masculine black woman or non-binary person. Femme is short for feminine, of course. A STEM falls between those two forms of expression. STEM is exclusive to the black and Latinx LGBT community. Here, Here's a Latinx conversation again. 
It is wrong for a Caucasian person to use the word stud and stem. The more appropriate terms for masculine white people are butch and footch. <laughs> the fuck is a footch? I'm sorry, that that does sound kind of, I mean, y'all took butch, y'all can take footch. We had to call ourselves fish because of y'all. Come on, y'all can have footch. So now I'm a big proponent of, okay, yes, yeah, STEM, mm-mm. I, but the thing is, I don't know a lot of black lesbians that refer to themselves as STEMs. Um, I don't think that it's a term that a lot of black lesbians like. Um, and so maybe y'all can have that. I'm not gonna speak for STEMs, but from what I've seen, cause you know, our lesbian, black lesbian culture is really embedded in compulsory heterosexuality. It's definitely been giving stud, femme, stud, femme, you know, man, woman is giving toxic, but that's really what is embedded, like embedded in, in our community. And so I feel like STEMs exist in the black community. Of course, I'm not saying that st- there aren't black STEMs or people who identify as STEMs, but it's not as common, which I think is very toxic, but it is what it is. So me personally, I mean, now that I have this knowledge of STEM, I guess I'm going to look at a white person funny for saying it, but that's not, that wasn't common knowledge. I didn't feel like, because it was, I didn't know it. And look at me, that's not common knowledge because I didn't know it. But but genuinely, if it's, I didn't know. And so, um, and I feel like that's a lot of the conversation when it comes to this. Like some people just genuinely don't know that studs are black lesbians because we always see stud in mass and we only see, some people don't see color and they just see, you know, someone dressed in boys clothes. So they're thinking, oh, they're like me. So I'm gonna call myself a stud as well. But you can't say you don't know because there's so much research out there now and people are all over TikTok educating. So if I see anybody else call them, like any other white lesbians call themselves a stud after all of the discourse, you're racist. And that's toxic. I rest my case. I rest my case. So yeah, that's all I have to say on the topic. I just wanted to sit down and have a quick conversation about this because I wanted to learn a little bit more to make sure I was educated enough to have the conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something because I most definitely did. And again, let me know, what are you emancipating yourself from this week? Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.